Welcome back to the Grand Season Podcast. I'm your host, Saint, joining you for Saturday Sports Talk. And it's an um, interesting time to be a, a Toronto sports fan because for reasons we'll get into. Um, so, but I, w- I was wanting to record this last night, even though, yeah, so I was up at, I was up past midnight and something fucking insane happened since the, the last Saturday Sports Talk, the inaugural segment. Um, simply put, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series playing the Astros. And, you know, coming into the playoffs, I, they, the Phillies weren't even on my radar. I thought they would get swept by the Cardinals. And just to, to see them do this is absolutely, it's, it's just great to watch as a baseball fan. Because, you know, most people don't like the Astros unless they live in, in Tech. I was going to say Texas, Houston, because if you live in Dallas, you're not going to cheer for the fucking Astros. But, you know, it's it's just crazy. It's it's abs- it's electric. They're electric. And in the regular season, when we played them in the regular season, they didn't strike me as um they they didn't have that same energy, I feel like. We we split the series. It was a two game interleague series with the Jays. Um it was just crazy and you know um Kyle Schwarber went off this year. They have a really solid lineup, I feel like, and it went completely over my head. Um, under the radar, but yeah, they got Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto was one of the best catchers in the league, um, absolutely, uh, The uh, Bryce Harper, of course, Castellanos is, you know, he's Castellanos, um, just a fantastic lineup, and you know, I, I guess at times in the season it was underwhelming, they had some, they had some rough patches, as do most teams, not named the Dodgers, but um, yeah, this is just absolutely so fun to watch. I, I, it's, it's, you know, what? it's just an exciting team and they're on fire right now. I, I was watching the NLCS, um, way more than the ALCS. I mean, fuck Yankees and Astros. That was a fucking, that was a siesta time, bro. That was a snooze fest. Let's be real. Like that was, that series was so fucking boring. I think they they either got swept or the Yankees won one game, but that was such a boring series. But Padres and Phillies, man, it was so fun to watch. Padres and Phillies, two young, exciting teams. It was crazy. And um, I'm really happy for the city of Philadelphia. Congratulations making it to the World Series. They took game one last night in fucking spectacular fashion, and I didn't even know they were playing. I thought, um, I thought the first, I thought game one was tonight. And so I was, I was just doing my thing, and then, and then, I get a notification from from MLB, some some game one World Series. I'm like, oh shit! But it was already the ninth inning at this point. So I just found out this game was being played the ninth inning. Um, yeah. So I I tuned in, and I tuned in the bottom of the ninth. It, the game was tied. And man, it was just it was, for even. Even for a World Series game one to go down like that, it's just fucking, it's exciting baseball to watch. It's good baseball. And I'm so glad the Phillies are there instead of the Padres because, you know, I just can't get behind the Padres. They're not likable in the same way that the Phillies are, I feel like. Uh, You know, people have come around on Manny Machado. I personally still don't like him because from his asshole days on the Orioles, basically. And, you know, they're in... They're in my team's division, so I just I have a little bit more of a personal, a personal relationship with Manny Machado, 
than other people who might have just liked them disliked them for no reason so that's one thing and then you know Juan Soto at the trade deadline that was the main news obviously big trade and he was I just you know he was never really on my radar as a player of, of that caliber of a of a Bryce Harper um, Mike Trout Otani nearing caliber I just and I still don't see him as that and you know what I I don't know what stats he's put up in previous years but the numbers in 2022 don't reflect the value that the Padres sent the Nats I feel like it was a lopsided trade the Nats fleeced them and we'll see we'll see if I'm wrong in the future I don't necessarily want to be wrong of course I don't dislike Juan Soto but it's like you know I feel like the Nats back in those days they were they were way more likable than the Padres are right now type of thing. I do like Hassan Kim though Hassan Kim, you know, cause yeah, <laughs> yeah Hassan Kim is fantastic. But um, I just I just can't get behind the Padres in the same way. So that was a really fun series to watch. Bryce Harper man, I mean Jesus Christ, he is living up to that contract right now. He is one of the most paid players in the sport um not the most but he's definitely up there and man he just came through in such a big way so looking forward to game two tonight it's on uh 803 eastern time i believe sounds about right 80 or is it nine I, th- I believe it's eight uh the leafs are playing tonight too so i might tune into that um and then the raptors play on monday so we can we can talk about the leafs a little bit um yeah, we'll talk about the least, but yeah, just like I said, absolutely fantastic game one World Series last night. That catch by Castellanos, man, that is one of the most clutch plays I've seen all year. That was that catch was just ridiculous, and um, yeah, really fantastic game. So I'm looking forward to uh, game two tonight. So people are up in arms about the Maple Leafs right now. Um, they're four three and one first eight games of the season and uh things aren't going to plan it's not the worst start you can have i mean they're second in the atlantic technically and they're still above 500 but i think the main problem and why people are so frustrated with the first eight games of the season is because nothing's changed the the same the same inconsistencies are still um on plain view i would argue that this team this 2022 2023 maple leaf team is like slightly worse than last year i didn't um actually no you know what i keep i completely forgot i just forgot now but i did i did watch the leafs last year but i kind of forgot just because of how disappointed i was in 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 the playoffs i didn't even watch the finals after the leafs got you know, because NHL playoffs go on fucking for it's like over a month, right? So, um, when the when the Leafs got eliminated, I didn't fall. I'm listen. I'm not really a hockey fan. I'm a Leafs fan, but I'm not a hockey fan. I know enough about the league and about players from different teams to get by, but I'm not like. And yeah, I have the fantasy team, but I'm not as well versed in hockey as I am in baseball. Um, so to see the Leafs get eliminated like that for what, like the fourth or fifth year in a row, I just didn't have any interest in watching the playoffs after that. So that's kind of why I forgot that I watched the season last year. But like I was saying, I would argue that that team is like slightly better than what we have now. 
Tavares has been um, excellent. I thought his fucking season was over. He got injured a couple games ago for like five minutes. He got knocked out, and he came right back in. So that's really lucky for us. Because Tavares has been um, a force out there. Tavares has kind of rewinded the clock a little bit. A couple years, I'll be honest. Um, He's been our best player by far. He's put up nine points, which leads the Leafs. Marner and Nylander have been as advertised. Matthews is off to a slow start, but he is... Matthews is fucking amazing, so I'm not too alarmed there. Uh, you know, Riley has seven assists. That's actually really... That's 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 some big numbers from Riley. I always have felt like Riley isn't... And so, just for context, when I started watching the Leafs as a kid, like... Uh, like 2011, 2012-ish. Man, that's fucking... Oh my god, I'm old. Okay. Yeah, that was a while ago. But um, Morgan Riley was on those teams too. I believe Morgan Riley is the longest tenured Maple Leaf on in the organization. Um, and he's been that first pairing defenseman all throughout when I was growing up, as long as I can remember. And he is... He is fantastic. He's a great player, and, you know, I love the guy, but to me, he's not that first, he's not that first defender. First pairing, absolutely, but he's, to me, he's a number two guy behind a, a Darlene or something type of thing, you know, and that's not to knock Riley, but I just feel like he's kind of being, he's, he's been misused in past years just because the Leafs haven't had enough money to acquire that because the focus has been in net and um, with the forwards and not so much with the defense. But, you know, Brody is Brody is okay. Muzzin is all right. Justin Hall is, ugh, you know, I just... Sandine has been all right. Sandine has been all right. I really like David Camp on the fourth line, actually. Um, I've been... I, I just like his style of play. He, he does put up you know, some numbers. He has three goals this season already. Um, off the fourth line, that's not bad, you know. Um, so I like I like his game, but they uh, they really got to step it up, for sure. And it's not just because of the numbers. It's like I said earlier, it's just because this is kind of what we've seen for the past few. And listen, this team is not likely to be any more successful in the postseason this year as they were in any previous years. And that's really concerning as a fan because they haven't even gotten past the first round yet with this core. And this core won't last forever. I believe uh, Marner Matthews and Nylander have a couple years on their contracts left. Uh, Excuse the sneeze in the background there. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Tavares? I'm not sure about Tavares' contract. Bunting... I think he might be in that camp with the. Although I wouldn't consider him as vital to the core of the team as Matthews, Marner, and Nylander are. But you know, it's concerning as a fan. It is as a as a self proclaimed armchair GM. It's it really. Uh, <laughs> I can't. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the numbers for the goalies. Yeah, I can't. But um, Shawgren has been. He's been a backup goalie. You know, you're not gonna expect anything insane, but um he's been he's been serviceable. And then I, I just wanna say Ilya Samsonov has really stepped it up. Um 
I'm not sure of his numbers last season, but he's been great. He's been great in that, and I like. I trust him in a way that I only have had with like uh, Anderson. Anderson was like fairly consistent. Campbell last year came out of nowhere. It just but he he towards the end he was inconsistent towards the end of the season and I just lost that trust with him. But Anderson, I was I was confident with him in that except against Boston, of course. And um, kind of, you know, Campbell, I mean, this is kind of unfair considering the torrid pace he was on last year, but Campbell and that for the Leafs kind of gave me the same feeling as like Bernier or even Reimer did. Like, they're serviceable, and at times they're really good. And obviously Campbell, oh, fucking, wait, Campbell was in another league than they were at the time. Like, last year he was. Like, that, he, like, he... He was excellent, and Bernier and Reimer were not. <laughs> but I don't know. I just never really, I never really fully trusted him behind the pipes, um, or between. Sorry, but uh, Samsonov. I just feel like he he's really composed. He doesn't get ahead of himself, and he, uh, he's done a really nice job so far. He started five games and won four, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's that's the numbers, but. Uh, he's been really great, so I'm looking forward to seeing if he can keep it up. Um, so we can move on to the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors have been do have they've actually done worse than the Leafs, but I have a lot more optimism for them just because um, they're a little bit more consistent in their game. Um, Siakam has been playing at a level I haven't seen from him before. It's he's he's just, he's been phenomenal. He's averaging 25 points a night, uh, nine rebounds. Uh, he's just, he's he's honestly been great. He's been the leader of the team, uh, something that I feel like he's really stepped up in the years since uh, Lowry has left. The year after Lowry left, I think, uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't see, I'm not, I didn't see this version of Siakam that I'm seeing in 2022, at least in the first six games. Uh, they're playing again on Monday, so we'll see. But um, Scotty Barnes has been, he's been pretty good. Uh, Van Vliet has been, he, he's been making the shots, man. He's He's been consistent. Van Vliet has been tenured for a, a, quite a while as well. Um, I have both of them. I have uh, Siakam, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Barnes, and Chris Boucher on my uh, fantasy team. And I'm not doing crazy in that league, but like I'm doing all right, and they're a big reason why. And I really like what I've seen from Ananobi as well this year. Ananobi has been good. Um, Achua too, Precious Achua has been nice. I haven't seen uh, Delano Banton hasn't had too many minutes. Um, one, but he's been when 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 he's on the court, he's he's been great. Um, one one person I'm not really too impressed with is uh, Christian Coloco. Like he's been serviceable, but I'm just not I'm I'm not liking what I'm seeing from him. Um man, I wish they still had Jeremy Lin. Not that he could do much like nowadays, but man, I just if I could have one basketball related wish, it would be that Lin Sanity lasted longer than like three quarters of a season because oh man. <laughs> oh man, that was just amazing and you know he got a ring he got a ring in 2019 deserved for all the shit he's been through uh in his career so 
yeah, um, that is the baseball, basketball, and hockey part of Saturday Sports Talk. And um, real quick, I wanted to touch on the prospects of Toronto getting a WNBA team. So we they've been talking about this for um, a, a little while, and I personally think um, it could be fruitful for a number of reasons. I think it would open the WNBA up to a wider audience, and... I think Toronto has the market for it. Toronto is kind of misleading in terms of population size, I feel like, because you look at the population as whatever, but there's like almost like 8 million people that could reasonably get to the Scotiabank Arena for a game, you know? And I don't, I don't, not exactly sure what the actual like statistical census metro population is, but there's a lot of people that can get downtown. And there's a lot of transit options, too. So it's not like the parking garages are all going to be filled up and shit. I mean, they probably are. I don't know. I've never driven, like, I've never driven downtown for for a hockey or baseball or basketball game. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? You don't drive, like, you, everyone knows this. You don't drive downtown unless there's a reason you need your car downtown. It's just so much easier to take you know the commuter go train or, or even the subway if you're if you're you know so there's that but anyways i kind of got i got went off on a tangent but um wnba in toronto i um i would be interested in seeing it i feel like it could be fruitful and um i may I, i've been wanting to do like a live reaction to to some of the world series games i don't know i have to figure it out i have couple hours to figure it out if I want to do it today but um I'm so fucking excited 8 p.m EST we'll see but that today is it for Saturday Sports Talk I will see you next week or the week after for another installment thank you for listening to the Grand Season Podcast and I will see you next time